Is this your first podcast interview of the day? Uh, of the day? Yeah, totally. I, I actually haven't done that many. So it's, I think it's like my third or fourth one. Go ahead and his- tell us how good we were and how we're the best podcast you've ever done. You are. You're my favorite See? one. She read my mind. We really oh my gosh. This. Don't tell the others. I need, listen, as time. a drummer, we get very little uh, respect. And so I need all the ego boost I could possibly get. You got it. Especially being her drummer. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Groove Lab podcast. Hey, everybody. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Lauren Alexander. This is Jeff Odom. And we're Hello, glad people. you're here with us. Yeah, totally. I'm so excited for Completely our interview Completely excited. Ugh. The girl we're interviewing is just super talented and I'm just really, really stoked. To talk Listen, to I've already listened. I don't know if I haven't told you this, but I've already listened to her song like six, one song about six times this morning. It's so freaking so good. It's so good. What's funny is before I even knew that we were going to interview her, I had found her on TikTok. She had the song go kind of viral, the song that you're talking uh-huh. about. Um, and I followed her on, on TikTok and, and now we're interviewing her today. The circle of so how the world works. I know, I love it. All right, everyone, we are here today with Leah Lawson. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Leah. Welcome to the Groove Lab. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. Of course, honestly, we are so excited. We are huge fans of you. So yeah, we're just we're super. Listen, I to talk went to down you. the rabbit hole this morning on your music and fell in love with your oh. stuff. I did. Thank you. Went from Instagram to Apple Music, just listening to all of your um, live videos on Instagram and and um, your new album. I loved a couple songs I want to talk to you about, but we'll get to that point later. Uh, But I think Laura's been following you longer than I have. Yeah, I actually started following you. I don't back when you had your viral TikTok Mm -hmm. um, in I, I don't know a couple months ago. When was that? Yeah, I think technically, I think it happened in like 2021. So it's been like a minute, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I found that song and so, so good. Good. But okay. So let's just, let's start at the beginning. How did you get into music? Um, gosh, I, I mean, I grew up singing my parents, like both were in like church choirs. So they kind of passed on the like singing in church thing to me. Um, So I started singing at a pretty young age. Like I think the earliest like recital I can remember would have been like 12 years old or something. Um, So I've always loved singing and music. And then I started writing my own songs when I was about like probably freshman in high school. So like 14 or 15. Um, And it was like around the same time that like Taylor Swift had released like her like 15 album. And I was like, could I do, could I do that? So I was like writing about my crushes too and kind of just kept going from there. That is awesome. Did your parents support you? Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. My mom is like, my parents are like some of my biggest fans. My mom, especially, she's like convinced that I'm going to like be in the hall of fame or something. She like says all all the time. I'm like, mom, that's a good parent. Yeah. Yeah. Better than the opposite. Yeah, (laughs) totally. So uh, you just recently released um, your latest project, Flood House. Um, it's just beautiful and haunting. And I know we just keep saying your praises, but we, it's so good. It's so good. And so I'd love for you to talk to us about that album and um, some of the songs on the album. 
Yeah, totally. So as like a collection of songs, some of the songs are a bit older. I would say I started writing from for the album like six or seven, some some of the songs even like eight years ago. Um, and then just kind of had this like body of work and I um, recorded it actually before the pandemic. So I was like going to release it in like 2019. And of course, like things didn't go to plan. Um, but it's been like interesting, like sitting with the songs for that long and kind of being like, okay, like here they are. I've been like really, really excited to like finally get it out there. So it's not just me knowing about it. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, tell us about the songs on the album and, and the inspiration behind them. Yeah, I feel like the album as a whole is kind of like, it has sort of like a biography type like feel to it. I feel like I, it's a lot about like my history and my family history. Um, and then I wrote like, I used to be uh, very, very into the church. I was also like homeschooled. So I grew up, uh, you know, very involved in that. And kind of as I got older, kind of, you know, went a different direction. So a lot of the songs are kind of about that, like what it's like to just grow up and have religion be like your entire life. And then uh, suddenly it's not anymore and kind of processing that. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of that theme on the album. And then of course, just like, I'm like early thirties now. So there's a lot of like, you know, early twenties heartbreak and devastation on there too. <laughs> Did your parents? Okay, I got a couple questions. Yeah. I like the song Cheaper Kind. All right. I initially found it on Instagram and you playing it live, and the lyrics were absolutely beautiful. I love the lyrics on it. Um, I'm assuming you went through some kind of faith crisis of some sort. Did your family support you with all this? And are they, did they take the same journey with you, or, or is there any issues there since you're kind of doing your own thing here? Totally, totally. I would say at first it was, a, it was crisis is the right word for it. Right. Um, I would say at first I was like, oh no, my entire world is falling apart. And um, it was, you know, I don't think I, I was very open about it at first. Um, I didn't like talk to my family about it. I just kind of quietly like was pretending still to be going to church <laughs> um, and like made up churches that I was going to. Um, but as it as we kind of all like got older, I kind of was just like, I'm just tired of hiding this. So my parents have actually been really supportive of that. And I feel like they've been on their own journey. They're not as like involved in, you know, I don't want to speak for them, but they've been on their own journey too. So I feel like they've been pretty understanding of like where I've come, come from and it's been, you know, not as, not as tumultuous anymore. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's awesome. I've been on a similar journey in my life. And so it really related to me a little bit. I, um, I just thought the um, the opening line about being baptized in the lake mm -hmm. was before you could even say a bad word. I forgot what the exact lyric was. I was like, wow, oh, yeah. that is such a powerful um, line you did. I said, this is coming from something from her life, obviously. And so, yeah, um, you know, I really, I really dug it a lot. Well, Are I you from Asheville? North uh, no, I'm actually originally from Orlando, Florida is where I grew up. All right. Um, and, but I've always loved the mountains. I've been in Asheville for like a year and a half, but yeah, I grew up in Orlando. So all How was the music scene in Asheville. Yeah, it's actually, it's really sweet. It's a great community. I'll, I'll say like, I lived in Nashville for a few years and the vibe there is definitely very different for music sure. and here. I feel like it's really sweet. It's like a very supportive artsy community. So it's actually been really fun. Yeah. 
usually pretty busy playing live? Um, yeah, you know, I haven't, I haven't got out as much as I want to, but I think since now that I have like something to promote, I'll be playing more. I do have a show coming up October 2nd, um, here at the auditorium, if you have any local Asheville listeners. So <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, I was going to say when you were saying how much that related to you, yeah. I think it related to a lot of people, um, just from your viral TikTok. Tell us about that and what that was like. Yeah, that was kind of a crazy experience. I, when I first got on the app, I felt like, am I too old to be doing this? You know, I had that kind of crisis. Like, are people just going to make fun of me? Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I don't really want like people that know me to like find this, that I'm doing this. But I uh, had a friend who like encouraged me. She's like, no, crazy stuff's happening. Like you should really try it. So I posted like every single day for like, I don't know, eight months or something. And it was like, I think I had like 10 followers. So I was absolutely shocked when that started happening. Like when that was blowing up, it was just like a really fun experience. And I was also, yeah, like kind of amazed to find how many, cause it, I, the song feels pretty specific to me. Like, like you said, those lyrics like that, it did happen like that. So I was kind of shocked to find like so many people relating to it and being like, oh my gosh, I feel like you wrote this about me. So yeah, it was super cool. And I have like some like TikTok friends from it now. So it's, you know, yeah, people I still stay in touch with. So that is so cool. Yeah. I think, I think a faith crisis is something that people probably don't talk about too much. And I think you can feel pretty alone in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty cool that you were able to reach such yeah, a yeah, audience. I, for sure. I mean, we all kind of have these struggles in life where we can't differentiate between religion and having faith and having some kind of spiritual life. And it all gets intertwined and it gets really mixed up in our head and there's conflicting theories about this and that and the other. And it's just so much, sometimes it's too much and you got to let go of some of those past, um, thoughts that you had and I um I really appreciated it cool yeah definitely I feel like you summed it up really well (laughs) (laughs) season three of the Groove Lab podcast is brought to you by Kaiser Musical Products Kaiser is a family-owned and operated guitar accessories company proudly made in East Texas and globally recognized for their world-famous quick change capos guaranteed with a lifetime warranty Kaiser capos are ready for whatever the road throws at them And you really don't own a capo if you don't own a Kaiser. That's what I've heard. (laughs) Check them out online at kaisermusical.com. Well, what made you leave Orlando? Um, Okay, so I actually uh, actually moved to Nashville when I was like, I think 21 or 22. I was like, I'm going to do the music thing. So I I went there um, and I was there for about five years and... Yeah, it was a crazy experience, but that's why I left. What was crazy? Um, well, I think you just kind of thrown into the like deep end, so to speak, like because I had grown up so like sheltered, um, it was just kind of shocking for me to like be on my totally on my own, like needing to make new friends and like I could do whatever I wanted. What and, year were you there? Um, it would have been 2010 or 11 through like 15 or no wait 17 so we were there 17 yeah 
Yeah. During that, uh, we were there during that time period. Overlap. Okay, cool. Yeah. We did it. Should have done a gig together. Uh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, the freedom was a little overwhelming. Definitely. And I think I like, I was like, wow, should I like just get it into partying? <laughs> and did that for a little bit. So yeah, but I think from a music standpoint too, it's like, when I was in Orlando, it was kind of the whole like, you know, bigger fish, smaller town. Like people were always like, oh my God, you're so good. Then I moved to Nashville and it was like, the talent there is obviously insane. And so you're like on a, I used to do those like lightning 100 singer, like the open mic nights or whatever. Mm-hmm. And even there, it'd just be like 30 people that are better than you <laughs> on any given night. And you're kind of like, oh, okay, this is harder than I thought it would be. Yeah. And you got to stand out. You got to do something that's a little different than the other people are doing. Yeah, exactly. And it's not, it's not easy. No, no it's not. <laughs> Is your parents still in Orlando? Um, yeah, they actually moved to Tallahassee, so they're not too far from there, but yeah. I lived in Tallahassee for a while. That's oh, wow. I was born there. Yeah. You, no way. Were you really? That's yeah. <laughs> what, what year were you born there? Uh, 1990. I lived in Tallahassee in 1990. Wow. Did you not? I did. I sure did. Hey, I, my father, my father's um was a um builder of houses. And when I wasn't in college, he made me work for him as a um construction worker. And Tallahassee was booming with new buildings. And yeah. I was there working for a long time, almost every summer. And he kept me there longer than the summers because he didn't want me to leave. But um, yeah, I love Tallahassee. I, <laughs> I thought Tallahassee was a great town. I really did. Wild. Yeah, they like it a lot. But yeah, yeah that's, that's really funny. Yeah, that's funny. So, that is funny. My dad may have built their house. Who knows? Hey, you never know. <laughs> are you working in Nashville or are you just playing music full time? Yeah, so I actually do a website design during the day. Um, and it's like really flexible because I work for myself. So I do a lot of music stuff. Like I'm usually writing at night. And then, um, yeah, I build websites during the day. <laughs> That's cool. So yeah. is that helping with um, uh, promoting your music at all? Um, well, you know, I built my site too. So sometimes I do show people I'm like, Oh, for example, but no, I would say it it does feel kind of separate to me. I kind of have to like compartmentalize it for some reason. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a weird, I feel like a lot of musicians end up like finding some weird niche thing to do to like make a living. And then, yeah, so that's all do that. (laughs) We have to, you know, because we have to support our habit exactly music is I know. Habit, yeah. you know? i'm already like thinking about like oh can i like save up to record something new again? Yeah. every yeah. day we think yeah. about that all the time yeah. it's natural you know uh, at this level mm-hmm. you have to because you have to really um you know watch the budget totally you know, what you can um, spend your money on you know and it comes to yeah. music is not cheap it has never been cheap you know and the support out there for us can be great but it's not always financially rewarding you know yeah. you can't mm-hmm. pay your bills with um uh claps <laughs> in a coffee if shop you know? yeah if only we'd be so rich I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. your music right now is available on um i know on apple where else can people listen to your music on uh, yeah 
Yeah. Um, okay. It's definitely Apple, Spotify, Deezer, Bandcamp. I'm trying to think of the like obscure ones. I <laughs> sent it everywhere. So <laughs> I tried I to send it to everywhere. Yeah. Since I'm like just a brand new fan of yours, do you have any merch at all? Because I totally would wear a uh, t-shirt of yours. Yeah. Okay, I wish I had more in terms of like t-shirts and stuff, um, but I don't have any right now. I do have a lyric zine that I made specifically for this album. Um, I did it all myself and printed it at my local FedEx. Um, and so I do have those available on my band camp. It's just like a little lyric zine that kind of, it actually goes in order. So you can like look at it as you're listening to the album, a little companion thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Make sure we well, check, yeah, that we'll check that out. Yeah, we'll check that out. Hey, I'm Leah Lawson. Thanks so much for listening to the Groove Lab podcast. Stay groovy out there.